Welcome to the first episode of the first series, the first edition, the first everything of Agree or Disagree podcast. My name is Jamie Rossi. This is Jeremy Hogue. Every episode, we go over these social or business cliches that people may or may not agree with. I might agree with Jeremy. He might agree with me, or we might both disagree, and and the viewers may or may not agree or disagree or, or whatever. So the idea here is to get engagement. If you guys have a topic that you want us to talk about, please leave it in the comments. And we'll go ahead and kick it right off with the first one. We were talking the other day, Jeremy, about this concept of reading books. And, you know, I don't really read books. I I never really like to read in terms of learning something, you know, so there's this like cadence of like, you should read a book a month, or you should read a book a week or 20 pages a day or whatever it is. And I always felt like I wasn't going to become successful because I didn't like to read. And I I found myself having to differentiate the person's opinion and their viewpoint and what was important to them at the time. And so, you know, it kind of concerned me for a while. I thought I wasn't going to be able to be successful because I didn't like to read these books. And then it's like, well, what do I read? And how do I know if it's the right one? And how do I know if, if this person was, knew what they were talking about, you know, so Certainly, there's really valuable information in books, but I'm going to have to to disagree with this particular one that you have to read to be successful. I think if you like to read because you enjoy reading, that's great. If you enjoy the authorship and the plot of like nonfiction books, I think that's great too. On a professional level, I I don't think it helps. Well, I think there's some science behind it, right? So there's some at least some studies behind it, and what the data shows us is that. Uh, executives in the United States, on average, right? If you're the C in the C-suite of a major Fortune 500 company, you read an average of 50 books uh, a year, uh, and then the average American reads less than one book a year, and it's usually a romance no- novel of something, you know, some sort, whether it's Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever yeah, else yeah, people yeah. are reading, right? So, um, not that you, I think, in my own personal opinion, have to be reading books, but you have to be bettering yourself. So I think that's where that concept comes from is like, look, people who are successful, right? You just kind of look at, right? Like, I think we all kind of know, mm-hmm. okay, if I want to be successful, I have to copy successful actions. Um, yep. And one of those successful actions for a lot of people is reading. Now, you know, look, if you're going to listen to audiobooks, watch YouTube trainings, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the idea is if you're bettering yourself, uh, and I'm sure you've done that for yourself, right? Like you've figured out other ways, whether it's, audiobooks, video trainings, whatever else it yeah. is, you're consuming knowledge. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think that's exactly, that's exactly my point. That's to cut you off, but like you can get that information in bite-sized pieces other places. So like, let's say for example, you've got to figure out an automation. I'm not going to go read five marketing books on like the theory of marketing and, <laughs> and, you know, in different strategies and stuff. I'm going to go to a YouTube video or download a zap tutorial and figure out how to run that automation. And then you solve your problem right then and there. So I think that's where that useful information comes into play. If you're actually running a company and you need to solve these day-to-day in the trenches problems, the idea that if you even read about how to do automations in a book two years ago, it's probably outdated now, you know, so, and and it takes a long time. So. Yeah. But I think, and that's true. I think, but that's the balance of knowledge of like practical knowledge of like, Hey, what problem Mm -hmm. do I need to solve today versus understand, like, like you say theory, I don't think you can necessarily get theory in bite size, right? Like you actually need long-term success, right? Like just because I know how to make buggy whips and know how to make buggy whips better at a certain point, I have to realize 
okay, how do I make a car now? Right. Like, yeah. And there has to be an understanding of the basic principles. You know, if I want to move away, like as a business owner, yeah. How do I integrate? How do I do this? How do I do that? But like a strategy, like if I want a business strategy, that's going to last me five to 10 years. I need to have yeah. a yeah. market, different parts of the business, organizational structure, things like that. And that's where like, I think the value of books is you get somebody who spent 20 years of their life figuring out one thing, right? They have figured out how to yeah. negotiate, right? And then they take their 20 years of knowledge, throw it in a book, costs you 20 bucks. And yeah. whether you read it, listen to it or whatever else, <clears throat> you can take 20 years uh, of knowledge, capture it and be able to implement it right off the bat, right? Like you can yeah. just, and you don't have to go spend 20 years. Like if you follow Jonathan Maxwell, he's a leadership guy. I mean, he's written 80 books on leadership. I think he's yeah. done. It's like nuts. It's like, okay, there's no way yeah. I can capture all of his leadership lessons in even five minute videos, right? Like you're going to have to go long and deep. Yeah. Maxwell's like the master. I mean, he was like, he was big before it was cool to be big, you know, on social media and stuff like that. He's been doing conferences you know, for 40 years, 50 years, he's been throwing like, you know, the growth cons or whatever. But, but that, that brings up a good point. Cause that's actually how I got started in the industry when I got started in insurance and, and I thought I had figured out a hack and here a lot of people do this. And I, what I did was I like, if you want to get good really quick, you find somebody that's good. That's got that 20, 30, 40 years of experience and you attach yourself to them. And, and in the first six months in the industry, I learned all of the lessons that this guy had learned in his previous 20 years. You know, it just really accelerated my growth really quick. And I became really successful in insurance because of that, because I took that experience and, and shrunk it down into six years and then figure out even ways to make that even better. So, yeah, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good point. We, we kind of agree here that it's not necessarily the book cadence, or at least I, I won't speak for you, but for me, it's not necessarily the book cadence, but it actually is getting useful information and then being able to apply it. And some of those things you may have to find in a book because if it's very relevant to what you're doing in that uh, time horizon is long, if it's five years out, 10 years out, you don't have the time to make those smaller mistakes and learn for yourself. And a guy like John Maxwell, you're going to plug into him and you're going to get at least the results that he got. So any parting, parting words on that one before we move on? No. Yeah, no. I mean, I can say I, I spent a year, I think I've read maybe 30 business books one year and then another 30 the next year. And I think mm -hmm. another 30 the next year after that. And then I, it kind of petered off. But uh, and then I went into other directions, video and other stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah. one thing, you know, I think that I can say for it is that if you read enough business books, there'll be business books that try to give you the whole, the whole puzzle. There'll be ones that mm -hmm. give you the one piece really well. Uh, and I think if you do that long enough and you read enough about business from, I guess the basic premise is somebody actually successful, right? Like somebody mm -hmm. who has the numbers to back it up, you yeah. can start to see, okay, there's, there's truth, right? And I think as you yeah. see multiple people, different angles of the truth, um, there is a value to that that, you know, I, I think I've probably read a hundred business books and I can, whenever I come into a, a decision now in business, I go, okay, what would Netflix do? What, what, what did Google do? What did yeah. Amazon do? What did these big successful companies, was there, is there a basic principle that they operate off of and, and can I plug into that? So, 
Yeah, I think there's a value for at least a few years if you're looking to build a huge business or whatever your goals are of really just consuming the content of whoever was really successful in that area. Like you said, yeah. an insurance, just plug in with a guy. Okay, then there's no books, right? It doesn't have yeah. to be a book thing. It can just be a, a, a person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, you know, somebody listening will go, wow, it really is just knowledge. Like I'm, I'm, I, I don't like to read either. Right. But now I know that if, that's, that's the whole point is just kind of to provide a basis from which people can decide what are the more important facts and what are the less important facts, right? How valuable is that information? So that's cool, man. We actually line up a little bit more than I was thinking. <laughs> you know, that's that's that's, that's always cool. good. Like, always good. Like I think we're tie, both yeah. rational people, right? We take a look yeah. at it, we listen to each other, it's good. Yeah. Very good. So the next one, this one is pretty I, I guess it can be controversial. I find it controversial in some fields where they're a little more artsy versus a little more technical or a little more actual like physical labor. But there's this kind of mantra of doing what you love. You have to do what you love. And I think that I would never be a proponent of having someone do what they didn't like. But I think you have to put it around the framework of people like the things they're good at. People don't often hate things they're really, really good at. Now, you could be a really good, say, like UPS driver or assembly line worker, and you could be really good at that and then hate it. I get that part of it. But in terms of actually doing what you love, I think the step that people miss is that they never become competent at what they're doing. They never actually get really, really good. And then it becomes a point of frustration when you don't get the results that you want. And it gives you an excuse to have this idea that I should be laying on the beach or I should be doing this other job that, you know, XYZ Bill does down the street because he's always happy. And, you know, I think we agree that the way a person feels is tied to the amount of work that they do in some way, shape or form. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I have an interesting viewpoint on this because I think um, at least in America, the fact that we can talk about do what you love is such a uh, first world problem. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, look, if we just think back 150 years, you were a farmer, like 98% of the population of America, I think was a farmer. Now, wow, granted, right? like, yeah, do what you love, farm, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was your choice. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of the world is in that scenario, right? Like, look, if you're in Africa, do what you love is like, man, I want to live. I love living. Uh, right uh, now, mm-hmm. you know, that, that's uh, maybe a little joking, but it's, it's also yeah. serious that like, OK, first step one, right, like basic needs, right? Like, are you living? Right. Are you surviving? Are you feeding yourself? Do you have do you have a house? Do you have, you know, food uh, like I guess food, shelter? I think those are the main criteria of surviving. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so um, I'm not I'm also not a proponent of do what you hate. Right. Like I'm not like, oh, right. the thing you hate the most, go do that. But I'm also like, look. Uh, in America, I think we have to take a step back and go, what can I do that helps, right? Mm-hmm. Like one that I, helps me survive, helps my family survive and do well. Um, and if that's like, look, uh, you know, uh, and then what can I do to help society, right? Like I kind of yeah. look at yeah. like expanding, right? Responsibility for self, family, and then society and mankind, if you really want to get that big with it. Um, yeah. I think, you know, 
do what you love. Sure, if you can and, and it makes money, like you go with the Japanese concept, I think it's those three circles, I don't know, Isaki or something like that. I uh, probably got that wrong. But it's like, you know, do what yeah, you yeah. love, uh, what pays you. Uh, and one other thing, I forgot what it is, but it's like, yeah, that's the ideal, right? Like that's the yeah, ideal. Yeah. For, but like, look, if you're, if you're a, a business owner and you hate being in business, but it pays for you, your family, the lifestyle, right. pays for what you want to do. It's like, dude, if I could be a professional video gamer, totally. I'd love right. to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are definitely think, people who do it. But, yeah. <laughs> but I well, also have to pay bills. Yeah, that's, that's a good point too. It's like, I feel like most, a lot of this, these situations of doing people being, not being able to do what you love is when there is a money concern, or maybe you're making just enough to pay the bills or just enough to pay and save a little bit. Right. And that's a particular scenario. And so like, I think you have to look on it on a very granular level and go like, if you absolutely hate driving for UPS or you absolutely hate your factory job or wherever you're working, then it's not an instant switch over to doing something else, right? So a, a very methodical person could put a plan in place, keep that existing income, do a little side hustle, you know, and, and kind of get to that point in time. And I, so I think that's one particular scenario. In the farming scenario, it, it's true. It's like a long time ago, people were a bunch of farmers, but it also has to do with the personality involved. So you take a guy like you or me, and, and there's no choice. We're farming, right? Well, what are we doing? Are we just going to barely get by? No, we're creating gizmos and gadgets to get more production out. We're trying to get more land. We're making sure we have, you know, innovative tractors and equipment. And, and I think that's the difference too, between, you know, someone's ability to like solve a problem or it is because the people that are able to solve the problems like that are doing what they love because they figured out a way to do it. And the people that hate their job or hate the situation that they're in, they just haven't, been able to find out what that thing is and some people don't even know like what would you do what do you want to be when you grow up or what, what's your purpose and you know a lot of people don't know so i mean those are kind of distinguishments that you can make on on that point too that like it's it's kind of like a case-by-case basis i guess yeah yeah and i think look you know if if i was 18 years old and somebody was like jeremy do what you love and i'm like okay i have no idea what that is Right. Like, uh, mm -hmm. good. We'll try things out. Right. Like, look, I think any 18 year old, like go to college. If you want to go to college, whatever. It's yeah. Not that important in my mind. And like anyone I've ever hired, I, I never ask, where did you go to college or how did you do what, what grades did you get? I don't care. Right. It's yep. like that joke. Like, what do you call a doctor that got C's in college? A doctor. A doctor. As long as you pass, you pass. Right. Uh, you know, what kind of job can you do? So but I think if you're, you know, if you have responsibilities, this is where I think you get into society. And I think, you know, don't have kids too young. Right. Give yourself mm -hmm. time to go try different things out. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I think we have some privilege in the sense of, we probably had opportunities to try different things out. Uh, you know, I think in some some areas of America or some areas of the world, it's a little bit more like, okay, I need to, I have bills to pay. I'm 18. My parents kicked me out. I need somewhere to stay, right? Like yeah. you kind of take the first job you get, but then you still, I think you could take the responsibility and the, the bootstrap mentality of like, okay, I'm just going to give it a go. I'm going to work my butt off at 
McDonald's and then I can work nights. I can work weekends. I can work the other schedule or, you know, with the internet, you can do anything. Like I drove for Uber when I was making 10 bucks an hour. Uh, cause I was like, okay, I'm going to work all day, Monday through Friday, Friday night until 3am. I'm going to go take people to go get drunk and then take them home. Yeah. And I made enough money to then eventually not have to do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's actually another good topic. It kind of leads into another topic of like, why are kids going to school or, or basically why is education considered to be so valuable, higher education? And, you know, I think really more like education, you should just be a master of like the basic subjects, reading, writing, arithmetic, spelling, grammar, and master those things, no matter if they do it in second grade or fifth grade, and not have this year long cadence of all the kids start at the same start and stop at the same time. But then it leads into when you're a master of those very basic fundamental things, by the time you're 13, 14, 15, you can begin doing these internship type programs where you go hang out with a dentist for a day or two or three, and you actually see what a dentist does, or you go hang out in the courtroom with an attorney, or you go hang out with a police officer. And I think if we were able to expose the kids to stuff like that, I don't think we would have the education problem or that this, this standard of you have to have a degree or whatever, because you know in some cases you do you do need to have a like a medical degree or a law school degree or you know nursing things like that it's necessary and can be valuable but doing it across the board uh is just not it's not really serving anybody so we should talk about why that one more on the huh yeah why don't we take that one up next time make this our teaser like hey education yeah. on the next episode that's right we're gonna t- yeah let's do education on the next one formal education we probably do formal and uh, primary and grade school and all that stuff, but very good. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. If you have an idea for a topic you'd like to cover, leave it in the comments. We'll see you next week.